Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new Shiro show for, uh, whatever today is, 624, 2022. What is vegetable storage? Oops. Getting those ads. Dave needs to hit that. Getting those button. ads on my phone. Mute it. Anyways, how's it going, Mr. Dave? Going good. How are you doing? Could be better. Still getting trying to get to COVID. I'm still coughing a bit, and I'll we'll Got be the coughing big on the C. show. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. It's hard to hear it. Sucks. it. You know, it's... Yeah, we missed you last week. I doubt it. But anyways, I'm <laughs> glad to be back and not, well, relatively not sick. I probably a week left until I'm not coughing anymore, so it'll be great. Yeah. But in the meantime, I got a big shipment from Japan. Hopefully it's not my address, so we'll open that up on the show. My finger on my keyboard. Uh, but yeah, how's everything going with you, Mr. Dave? Everything's going great. It's just another day in paradise. Another Friday. Nice. And uh, I'm still I'm still breathing. Better than you are. <laughs> yep, hopefully. I just want to sleep. I tire. Yep. I hear you. And but instead, you're going to stream a game. Exactly. Gonna. I'm gonna do some em emit. I'm gonna emit some gameplay. You can emit some uh, yeah. something. I'm emitting something. Something getting emitted. So if that's spoiler for the game. You could put two and two together. But uh, yeah. Um. One thing I want to do on the show is I got this giant package from earlier on the show. I have from Japan directly. I ordered it like in the last show, and I was surprised how fast it got here. I paid for it. And then two days later, I got it. So I think people want me to open this up on the show, right? That do it. Let's do it. Me. All right. Open this up. Let's get so, it. Open this up. I don't know how to get. Can't get into the camera view. So let's see. What is the first thing I got in here? So let's. Alrighty. Charlie, open up the one thing that I was talking about most, and why I found it was the Netlink. I got a net, another netlink. Uh, sadly, it's just the netlink, it looks like. There's no other things in it. Little Manuel. Remote him. But it's there. But like okay. I said... Huh? I said, okay. Are you gonna, you gonna auction that off or uh, well, like no, do a raffle? Raffle? So, raffle it off. There you go. So what I'm gonna do is the first person that sends me a picture of them... Holding their, uh, a, the, was it the USB modem adapter with the tunneling method, I will send it to you. So right. the, the rule is that you have to send me a screenshot or a picture of you holding a USB modem in your hand that you actually own one. <coughs> then I want to send it and it just sits in somebody's collection, so. Right. If somebody wants one that doesn't have a Netlink modem, then they picture the USB, your USB modem they have, and then I'll send you this. Another thing you need after that is a, uh, is an, was it an RG45, or not RG45, the, a, a, a phone line? You can just get that anywhere, like on eBay or Amazon, so. Like I said. Yeah. Yeah, people who do not already have a Netlink modem or, or a Saturn modem cartridge. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I mean, that's what yeah. Knight is saying. Reserve for so if you so if you have the little USB voice modem to to do the tunneling method, but you don't have like a forty or fifty dollar Saturn modem, yeah. So let please, that know. Yeah, 
so yeah send just send a picture of it uh and uh, and put on discord and at me and i will send this to you give me your address but you need to have the usb the usb modem to qualify so if you send a picture i'll send it to you mm -hmm. so we'll the next thing i got in here let me open up by layer all right so next thing i got is controller and box saturn gray controller let's see is what's this look looking like it's gonna be good i'm like Okay, we got the special edition. This one's the golden one, special golden edition. Yeah. So very uh, I'm gonna probably let this in the sun or something, or maybe it just grayed naturally. But it feels good. Looks nice and clean for the most part. There's no like cheeseburger stains in it, so just a little bit yellow, special yellow yellow edition. Right. Uh, the box is kind of empty. Just you know box but it's still cool have a have have the box for it alrighty I think we and we got three more of these so we have plenty plenty to look through so let's go with the other ones if I can put this back in the damn box there we go throwing this in a giant pile over here alrighty next thing controller number two let's see is this gonna be a yellow another yellow yellowesque one the golden nest one? No, this one actually is fairly clean. Oh, cool. relatively clean. Like, what do you guys think? Yeah, it's a little. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell over the YouTube video, but I mean, it looks yeah. pretty clean. Fair enough. So we got that. Another gray controller. So that's two gray controllers. You know, you can never have enough Saturn controllers. You know. Right. You can never have enough Saturn controllers. At least in my opinion. You can always yeah, Paul Paul more. says hit the thumbs up on the video. Do that. If you guys are just sitting there watching, uh, hit the thumbs up. Help Alrighty. us out. Share it out. You got social media? Go ahead and tweet it or retweet Controller it. Number, <laughs> number three. Let's see this. Are we going to get a col uh, golden, golden special? Ooh, kind of. This one's a little bit. This one's in the middle, so this one's kind of a bit golden. Golden brown. Yeah. But I mean, still, uh, you can bright all of those, right? Probably. I mean, the do you do that? Like, have you ever bothered retro brighting stuff, or do you just nah. not even? No. No. Just keep it that keep it that like piss yeah. yellow. There's a little cheeseburger, <laughs> little cheeseburger meat in there, so I'll have to clean that out. Yeah. But no, <laughs> cheeseburger like meat. Get some cockroaches inside. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Dead dead bodies. You know how it is. Yeah. But yeah. For the most part, these are nice, clean controllers. Uh. A little bit of cleaning won't help hurt, but I don't know. I could probably probably uh do some retro brighting on it, so it's kind of cool looking. I'm surprised, surprised on how yellow these things get. Alrighty, so next we got uh this. What do you think this could be? Bubble oh, uh, wrap. You probably tell. <laughs> yeah, bubble wrap. Oh, there you go. Is that let's, a 3D control pad? Let's check it out and see. Nice. It is indeed. 3D controller hopefully it pad. Works. Yeah, hopefully it works. And, uh, it looks pretty neat. Uh, the controller thing is yellow a bit on the end there, but... Hey, not to worry. So nice. It feels, feels yeah, nice. so uh, this will be your first, right? 3D control yeah, pad? first 3D control. It feels kind of nice. feels tight. Nice and tight. Like a twiddle. Tweet like a twiddle. Nice cool. stock button. Nice and clean. 
this kind of clean. I need to have this little thing for one. So I'm gonna try this with knights. For sure. Yeah, I, oh my I god, will... it's gonna make no. it's gonna make a huge difference. I remember you doing a knights play uh, yeah. a, a year or so back, and I didn't realize at the time that you were playing with a with a D pad. So um, that <laughs> ought to make a, that ought to make a huge difference in your uh, you know yeah. impression of the game. And then the next thing I have is this brick of of memory cards. I believe it's all memory cards. I think there's a RAM a RAM one in here too. Yeah, so there's a RAM one. Yeah, we got like memory cards. Nice and gold on some of the aspects, a bit dirty. Mm hmm Uh I think it's another memory card. Appreciate the memory card, right guys? No, that's a one megabyte RAM. One yeah, that's RAM? one meg RAM. And then a and I got a four megabyte RAM. I like how the little effect there with the transparency. So hopefully oh, yeah, there's will... your four meg RAM cart. Hopefully this one will work, unlike my other one that doesn't work right now. Probably get it working, but I'm still lazy. Yeah, I mean the 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 four meg RAM carts work great. I have one just like that. It 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 works great for uh, you know the Capcom fighting games. But uh, again, like if you're gonna be swapping in and out cartridges uh, to do different stuff, that's the that's the only bummer. I wish there was like a, uh, I wish there was some kind of like pass through that uh, like. Uh, I don't know, some kind of like extension riser that had like a switch and you could have like the Netlink modem in there and you could have like a four meg cart or whatever. And then you could just do a little s switch between them. That'd be rad. All right. And then we have last but not least, what we got here? Oh boy. Feels like Christmas. Bam. Inbox Astro City fight stick. Nice. I have another one, but it doesn't have the box with it, so let's open this thing up. Check Those are out. solid. I like how it pops out like that, but yeah, it's uh... Oh my god. What was the damage on all this? I think it's like 200. Okay, not bad. Yeah. Here's the uh, stick. You can't see the buttons because of the... The, uh, the green screen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll take it out. Wow, this thing's freaking clean. Holy crap. Look at that. No rust on the back. Hard to see, but no rust on the back. Man, mm -hmm. this is solid. This is clean. Uh, all the buttons grayed out. Very solid feeling. Awesome. I can't tell what the stick is. Well, it's not even rust on the stick. That's crazy. Nice and clean. A little bit dusty, but you know. It's like almost like a 30-year-old stick there. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm surprised that it's uh, I'm surprised <laughs> that it's in as good a condition as it is. Yeah. And now I have two of them. One that's broken, and, or the other one that's taken apart, and one that's not. But I might be modding the other stick soon, possibly. So I might be getting, you know, getting a, a stick that is modded, have a little... Uh, have like a little uh, modded one for different consoles, so we don't know. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Cool. Yep, that's about it. For the, the Shiro Care Package from Japan. Uh, I saw a uh, 
I saw one of the twin sticks I was thinking of picking up, but I don't know. It's probably going to go for a lot, but I'm putting a bit in on it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'll have to think about that, but yeah. That's you already it. have a twin stick, though, right? No, the twin... No, sorry, the, um, the, the Versus Stick Pro. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, yep, there it is. Nice and beautiful. Uh, first inbox Saturn stick. I now have a, a Virtua stick and a Saturn fight stick in the box. Nice. And I have three controllers in the box also. It was a neat pickup. Good stuff that came in today. So, very happy with that pickup. Uh, the shipping was about 60 bucks, I think. So, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I, I used Bai for mine for Yahoo Auction Japan. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys want some good stuff, definitely go Yahoo Auction Japan, buy, bid on some stuff. I actually got some posters. Uh, I actually got some posters from uh, that I ordered for Saturn, so um, hopefully those will come in soon. Cool. And I'll, put, and I'll show those. And they're pretty cheap okay. as well. What kind of posters? They're the you know the promo the promo shop ones that they have. Oh okay yeah. Uh -huh. Like that they have the Saturn the Japanese ones so I got a right. couple of them so I'm hoping I'm gonna try to get them in a whole package and send them together and I'll show nice. them off on the show. Cool. Hopefully get some uh neat little uh neat little uh oh, what's that called? Um, get like frames for them and stuff. Uh, tech tech uh. Was a tech no man uh, asked what are you, what are our thoughts on the hoist stick quality? Actually, I've not used that. Actually, the hoist stick. Have you? By any chance? Uh, yeah, the hoist stick is good. <laughs> I think that we I think we talked about this. I want to say in the uh, second podcast we ever did the Neo Geo on Saturn podcast, yeah. we were talking about fight sticks, and I think Kay and I we were talking about how like the hoist stick. I would put that like right underneath the Virtua stick. But then again, yeah, so they're very close. They're very close. And of course, like Hori makes great stuff. They don't make they don't make trash, that's for sure. But I think like the the Virtuous stick was really, really good. Um, but even even that said, a lot of folks prefer to swap out the micro switches anyway, you know, and the stick you know, with with even the Virtuous stick. I've I've seen people doing that, so you know, there's always something better. I, I I would say back then I think you were talking about putting like Saimitsu switches or something like that. Yeah. Or Sanwa switches in yours. I I kind of want to put Sanwa's in my uh, in my horse stick or my not my horse stick my uh Virtua stick. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, but the, yeah. Just don't get the just don't get the U.S. <laughs> quote unquote virtuous stick. <laughs> that's the one that's kind of yeah. The U.S. Great. one's kind of garbage, so don't get that one. Or the I mean, uh, if the, you get it, if you one. get it for like twenty bucks or something like that at, on offer up or something, it's it's not bad to add to your collection. Even you know, then, so you, I think twenty bucks is a lot. If you can get it cheap, if you can get it cheap, I wouldn't feel bad because it's a nice it's a nice you know. It's a nice piece to add to your collection because it's like legit OEM US Saturn merchandise. But yeah. I mean, I wouldn't get it to use it. I would just get it to kind of put it in the collection. So yeah, I guess I guess I'm not the right person to talk to because I I'm the kind of person that just like buys stuff to collect it sometimes. <laughs> you know. 
Yeah, computer machine. I have the dual stick j Japanese controller for virtual. And any of the games that work with it? Uh, yeah, actually, um, uh, the new book slash translation works with it. So if you want that, play that. And Gun Griffin 2. And then um, a few other ones. So yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, it was a great haul. I'm glad I got it. And I got it for cheap. And you know what? I think I'm going to rebid on that that uh dual, the pro sticks and see if i can get that mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah that'd be fun add to the collection if i can get the pro sticks that are the dual ones mm -hmm. but yeah no i find it much more affordable to get stuff like this than a saturn game because if i want once like what i got here that's the equivalent of one set almost one u.s saturn game a decent saturn game and maybe not even right. a really good one right yeah and i look at all i got for that I, all great stuff three controllers a Netlink modem, the uh, Saturn Virtual Stick, and all that. So, like I said, Speaking if you want to yeah. Have you got your USB modem yet? Uh, I ordered. Keep harping on you. I ordered it from uh, PC Wizard uh, this week, and it's been shipping to me. Nice. Okay, so he had extra. You ordered the live modem. Yeah. Oh, nice. I wonder, because Derek was saying that he got the last one, so I, I wasn't sure if the guy made more or if you got your order in before I, Derek I, I did. literally sent it, and he was like, oh, I don't have any more. And then, like, five minutes later, he's like, actually, I do. Here you go. Okay, cool. So maybe he, nice. he saw who it was, and he was like, he found some extra stock oh, for the okay. e-celeb. I'm just joking. I don't think that happened. I think it's just coincidental. Yeah. I think it happened. <laughs> I think it happened. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, shit, Pat's getting it. Let's, uh... Get him an extra one because he's awesome. Nice. Well, that's great. I mean, I'm excited to play some, uh, you know, Virtual On or Bomberman or whatever. Heck yeah. But yeah, uh, Danthrax shipping from Bayou is great. Like, literally, I paid for it and then two days later it came. And I was like, wait, what? So yeah, shipping was kind of crazy with that. So I uh, highly recommend Bayou. Uh, maybe on the more expensive FedEx? side. Did they use FedEx? I don't know. I actually can't remember what it was. I think it was just J Japan Mail, SMS, whatever. Even when they do, sometimes it gets fulfilled by USPS. Like, it gets... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Changes hands so many times. Um, Literally, they just threw it on my porch, and I picked it up, and I didn't see who it was from. There you go. It could have been a bomb, for all I know. It could have been a bomb. <laughs> Could have been Anthony is like, I'm tired of Patrick, here you go, bye. There you go. You have to say with Bai, uh, they choose for you, you can't pick. You just pick airmail, and it's UPS or FedEx, depending yeah. on what they feel like. It was still pretty fast, though, so. Uh, $60 for yeah. the shipping for everything. Yeah, it was a great bomb. I like it. Was it was a great bomb. Nice. But yeah. Well, awesome. So yeah, folks, uh, be sure to let Pat know if you got the USB modem and you're interested in getting your Saturn online. If you don't already have the, if you if you don't, I know like Zenos doesn't have. Uh, he should put his hat in the ring. I don't know. Zenos doesn't have a uh, modem. I'm sure a lot of people out there have been looking and just you know that's that's one of the things. If you don't already have a Saturn modem, that can be a little bit of a of an obstacle because they're just getting more and more expensive but uh now's yeah. the time to get one not later because <laughs> there's only so many of them like i said send me that usb live mo that usb modem picture of it to me and i'll send this to you nice 
Uh, depending on where you're living, I might charge shipping, but if it's local, I won't pay for it. But if it's something like overseas and it's like 30 bucks, I'm going to have to ask you to at least pay for shipping on it or something. Shadow, the, 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 JP, net, uh, the JP Saturn modem is 14.4. Uh, and I don't believe I would have to ask Joe <laughs> whether you can browse the internet on it at all. Um, they made today. you did today. You did. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, I put a picture <laughs> in the chat. That's right. Very you slowly. did. Yeah, very yeah. slowly. So, so the net, <laughs> the U.S. netlink is twenty eight eight, and they did that specifically to, uh, you know, for the for the internet browsing capability, but. Um, but again, the games sync up at 14.4, is my understanding. Like, they never actually use that extra speed for right the, the, the direct out matchups. Right in the sync. Right in the sync. Alrighty then. I'm sorry, uh, I'm drinking my water so much, but it is so hot. <laughs> it's it is so hot it's, today. It's, it's, it's uh, in quoting the way it's Satana, it's been a hot one. And I'm not even like, I, I, I'm, I'm just like, in a in a haze because of the heat so like i'm in and out of a purple haze and stuff like that but anyway yeah purple haze dun, 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 dun. so what's next on the docket what's up Alrighty, let's look at the news i did not set it up beforehand so i'm kind of stupid not gonna lie kind of stupid patrick that's my name today kind of stupid patrick what uh i want to know Shadow's question about performance. What do you mean by does that affect performance? Um, Catapult designed the games specifically to work very well over 14.4. So if that's what your question is, the um, as far as gameplay goes, both the, net, the US Netlink and the Japanese Saturn modems play virtually identical. Like they, they play fine. Um, and actually, I know Joe was saying kind of kind of as an aside, kind of as a, a maybe in the future, he might look into seeing if there's any way to eke out extra performance out of the U.S. modems, like U.S. modem to U.S. modem, because they have that extra, uh, that extra, I don't know, bandwidth. But the thing is, if the games and the patched games, the Netlink patched games weren't designed to take advantage of that, I don't know that there would be. Um, and in that catapult documentary, they did mention the fact that uh, that 50, you know, typical modems compress data too much, you know, whereas with this, they're just sending button presses uncompressed. So I don't think it really matters that much. I think the lower the baud rate, the maybe better. Catapult, catapult, anyway. catapult. But yeah, when it comes to internet browser, if you're using Planet Web Browser and you're doing that kind of stuff, it's going to be painfully slow on the Japanese modem. But it, hey, Derek uh, confirmed my uh, answered the question that of uh, does it work, and it does. That's great. Does it work? Does it work though? You have to throw single dollar bills at it to get that <laughs> kind of action. Okay, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so did we? Did you guys talk about the 3D controller pad last week? I kind of was not. Uh, we all there. did. Yeah, yeah, uh, we okay. did. Yeah. Okay, so we'll start off. There's this, that. Then. Yeah, that was good news. That was great. Oh yeah, we brought back. Um, I did a thing. I did a thing that I want to start doing, thing. and that's just yes, we did a thing. <laughs> you did a thing. I want to just start bringing <laughs> back, uh, bringing back individual conversations about games that we do. Um, 
This happened because any I think Blue Moon, somebody was in our chat asking or talking about lunacy. And I was like, I want to share the information, but I'd have to like <laughs> share. I'd have to go find the podcast and then look for a time code and everything like that. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be great if, if we could just start polling or calling all of our like conversations about individual games from previous podcasts and then just kind of like re-upload them as bite-sized things, like quick bites. So I started a new series on our podcast called Game Select, and um, I'm gonna, we're going to do this some more. Like I, and there were a couple cool conversations we had about, like, uh, you know, Castlevania, Dracula X, that kind of thing. Or, like, there are a few podcasts where we talk about Resident Evil. <laughs> we like, extensively cover Resident Evil. We never, yeah. did a, we never did a Resident Evil podcast, but we, we covered it like and times. talked about it uh, in several different podcasts. So I figured stitch all that together, I know, put it out as a... I know, because we did a Resident Evil podcast. I guess did we did one. We, yeah, it was, we had uh, we had Chaz and uh, SSG on. Okay. See, I don't... I mean, my memory is not clear on all that, but with that, you get, like, all the updates. You get, like, all the, the waffling and the vamping and stuff like that in the beginning. Yeah. And a lot of people might just, like, want to go straight to, like, listen to what we have to say about a certain yeah. game or something. So I figured doing Game Select it would be a cool thing to do is that way we can actually recycle a lot of the old conversations that are still totally valid, you know, because a lot of these games are, like, 30 years old. It's not like the information has really changed. <laughs> so so anyway, that's the plan is uh, we're going we're gonna, to dig up some old conversations, you know, and re-upload them as like a small bite-sized thing so that folks don't have to like go back to the very beginning and listen to every single episode, you know, in a row, you know. If they want to look up our opinion on something, be like, hey, I wonder what Dave and Dave, Pat and the gang think of uh, right. Resident Evil or think of, uh, you know, Mr. Bones. Exactly. I well, mean, I that, tell you, you don't. I don't think, think yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty infamous and and public <laughs> publicly available information at this point. We're in the we all know that we all know that Pat absolutely loves Mr. Bones. Yeah, one of my favorite games of all time that crashed on me totally. But no, yep. I thought it was kind of interesting. It was an interesting <laughs> conversation. And uh, yeah, I I really kind of really makes me want to try Lunacy and Mansion Hidden Souls. It seems kind of interesting. Pass man, you you probably pass on Mansion of the Hidden Souls, but I would do Lunacy if I were you. And I think that I mentioned that in the podcast, in that conversation as well, is that I knowing you as well as I do now, I just don't think you'd have any patience for Mansion of the Hidden Souls. I don't think I'm not sure if there's anything there for you. Um, but Maybe. I know that you, I know you have good taste in like film and you have good taste in music and stuff like that. I think you'd like the vibes of Lunacy. I'll try and bolt that, and we'll see what we think. Yeah. I don't know which one I should try if I do try if I should try the Sega CD version or the Saturn version. Well, you asked that as well in in the thing, and I think I told you like the the Sega CD version runs at like it's like a slideshow, you know? Yeah. I mean, it literally. I'm not joking when I said it kind of gives me uh, like motion sickness. It's like a. Mm. It is like disorienting. <laughs> Saturn version is then. The C the Sega CD version also has like a really really terrible color palette, you know, mm. and I, I, that can't be said for every you know Sega CD like there were plenty of games that really had used the color palette to their strength, you know, um, but this was not one of them. And I'll be winners. Well, Pat, you know they're different games, right? What? Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah the the mentioned hint souls are technically two different games, right? They're two different games, yeah. They're they're not the same game at all, and uh, and I think that it's silly <laughs> that they 
they just added the to the Saturn title and said, oh, this is a brand new game. <laughs> just going to add the word the to it. The. I mean, you know, it, it has a different title in, in, in Japanese, but like in the U.S., you know, leave it to Sega of America to just totally screw that up. They probably yeah, just figured, oh, well, nobody played the previous game, so they won't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, because I, uh, I did want to try that out, and I also want to try out, because uh, I didn't really care for D, but I kind of really want to try out um, the sequel to it. It kind of interesting. E2 on Dreamcast? Well, D not D2, the other, the other one on Saturn. That, Enemy that Zero? Changed. Yeah, Enemy Zero, that looked pretty good. Yeah, it, it is good. I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite games, but I'm also really biased. I recognize that. It's a, it's a good game. I, I would say that if you can play it with a friend, play it with your roommate or friend in the dark on like Halloween or something like that, I think that, I think that it, it will be a lot more enjoyable than if you're just trying to play it by yourself. Because some of these things don't age very well. And that's, that's the thing is I'm super biased because I have good nostalgia for it, but I just don't know how well it's aged. That's fair enough. I'll, uh, I love I'll it though. I mean, I, yeah, I love Enemy Zero. If it if you can play with a friend though, uh, it's got like the jump scare thing going on. It's got it's got some good stuff. It's got some good vibes. But uh, yeah, I'd play it with a friend so that you at least have somebody to talk to about it. You know. Yeah, for sure. Because I've been playing Resident Evil. I've been in more of a horror theme. I'm playing yeah. through this the the remake of it. I don't know if you if anybody sees me on Steam. Sometimes I'm playing Resident Evil Two remake. Yeah. I'm trying to beat that game again because i love resident evil so i played resident evil on saturn recently and i have to say that it's it's just a game that's held up you know it doesn't if you're not one of those like people that cares whether the graph whether the graphics look kind of shit you know obviously because the yeah. graphics have gotten who cares about graphics really at the end of the day i mean they're always going to get better and they're always going to make what came before them look like shit but the the point is that playing resident evil today it's still fun. Like it's at its core, it's it's a fun game, and it hasn't really aged poorly at all. Uh, Enemy Zero is a is a great game in my opinion, but also it's one of those games that, like Peter says, you kind of have to take it in context. And anytime you have to take a game in context, you know it like hasn't aged exactly great. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I feel this, like I, like I love Resident Evil Two as well, but I right. love the original more. So like, right. honestly, with the graphics, it's like. Even though Resident Evil Remake looks better and has ray tracing and and has right. you know the more third person stuff, I'd mm -hmm. every day out of the week I'd pick Resident Evil Two Original over it. Yeah, yeah. Just my opinion, because I love the the mods, I love the you know, I love the story, I love the voice acting, I love the strategies, I love the gameplay of it. So it's about as close as i mean it's pretty close to what i think is objectively a good game i mean obviously it's not everybody i guess it's not everybody's cup of tea but i think that most people would agree that it's objectively a good game <laughs> you know and that it, that, that those games are, are kind of like timeless classics you know exactly um, blue moon says still wishing we had uh an m2 version of d2 honestly i love d2 on the dreamcast it was a phenomenal game and uh it was an excellent playthrough. I, I recommend if you guys have an ODE on your Dreamcast that you just go play it. It's it's really fun. It's got it's just I don't know. It's got a lot of like uh, atmosphere. It's games like that that have atmosphere that are able to like make you feel something and kind of put you in a place at a time and and have yeah. these vibes. You know, it's got a very very strong atmosphere and vibe, and that's the thing I like about D two. 
Yeah, also, no, lots of body horror, <laughs> a lot of body horror, a lot of uh, weird boss fights, but uh, it's all good stuff, you know. Yeah, and also, and also, it's hard for me to feel anything anymore. To be honest. <laughs> what? I'm just dead on the inside, so like. <laughs> You're just dead on the inside. I can't. I, I can't feel anything anymore. There's a no. kid. There. I work at. I work at. A, I don't want to dox myself, but like, okay, I work at a school, like an art school. There's this kid. He's like six years old, right? And he tells me, he's like, "You don't know me." You don't know what I've had, what I've been through. <laughs> I'm like, really? Tell me what Sounds you've been like through. Sounds like a song. He says, "I've never had a good day in my life." I'm like, dude, you're six. <laughs> this kid was like cracking me up. I was like, I don't know what what he's dealing with at home, but man, he's obviously getting a lot of this language from <laughs> from you know the people around him. It's just funny. No, for sure. You I don't think... know me. <laughs> It's like uh, that one Limp Bizkit song. I don't know. Every time I hear "You Don't Know Me," I think you know. The the I don't know. Maybe maybe it's associated Limp Bizkit with angst. Yeah. High school thing. But uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, why don't we move on to our next article, yeah, which is the "Emit Volume One Hashtag Best of Saturn." So this was a Koei production uh, for the you know merch Tecmo. Uh, basically, there's Emit. The same in Volume 1, there are three volumes in total. It's a visual mm -hmm. novel meant to teach English language to Japanese gamers. Uh, in the option menu, the text... In the option menu, the text that's spoken like a beach, I'll change to English, allowing players to enjoy the story. But it, it really is more of an edutainment title, and not really a bona fide gameplay. So, like, right. you play it, and you could switch it to, like, you do English subtitles, Japanese audio, Japanese audio, English subtitles. Whatever you want to put it as, you can. Any mixture of them. And right. it's uh, it's kind of a weird story, uh, kind of bizarre. the The graphics look really good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, uh, the graphics look good, but it's kind of like that Umemi remix thing, you know? Like yeah, now exactly. that that's translated, it's basically like okay, you're just you're playing, you're 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 button advancing a an anime basically that's like rendered in 240p or whatever, you know? Exactly. And it's I, it's like a visual yeah. novel. It's interesting. It's cool. I wish it I wish it was a better tool honestly for learning Japanese like reverse in reverse, you know. Yeah. Um but um it, as it is, it's completely playable for English speakers. It's completely playable. Playable, I say in quotes. But uh yeah, you can play it and experience it. There's another series on the Saturn called Dark Hunter that's so, like same thing, same idea, same concept. Uh, it's a different series and has a couple games in that series, and it's also equally weird. Yeah, so it uh, definitely is an interesting game. Uh, I don't know. I think it's pretty good for learning ja English, but I don't know how mm -hmm. well it is for Japanese. It didn't look right. very. Uh, what's wrong for helpful? Right. Yeah, I don't think so. I. Uh, it's just. It would be like if they if there was a game like this for english speakers which so it was like a uh, an interesting story and the characters all speak like really slow japanese you know uh it'd be kind of like that you know yeah so seems like it's it's an interesting game when i played of it i'm going to be doing a stream of it later on and try to see if we can learn any japanese yeah or at least learn some english maybe you can learn some english yeah 
but yeah, it just speaks to how many weird things there are on the Saturn. Like, you know, you never, you think you know everything and then you find then, out yeah, there's like some more interesting up, yeah. stuff yeah, like this. So cool. I mean, I'm glad that you're finally playing it though, because I've been talking to you about it for a while and I'm like, I wonder what Pat would think about that. After I found out how you felt about Umimi <laughs> Remix, you know, I was like, okay, he's probably not going to like this because it's more of that, you know, it's like. No, I like Umimi just... Remix, but the thing is that. Is that it's not a streamable game? Is the right? Issue with you yeah, and me. exactly. We'll see how streamable this is, though. All right. So the next article. Uh, so Grandia finally gets a finalized translation patch after all these years. So yes. the sand translation four years of the 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 making is finally released. So uh, so shouts Trekkies, to Trekkies. Yes, shouts to Trekkies. Trekkies finally released the 1.0.0 patch after having a having a uh, speedrunner check it, make sure there's no crashing. So then it's a finalized translation. So now, uh, now yeah, it's it's finally done. Done. It's no longer a beta. No longer a on hold. So it's uh, ready to go. I'm reading the article. So wait, back in what it was it September of 2018 that he no, actually I, like. I, is it? I don't think was it September 18 he started on it. Couldn't. No, it says, with its developer, Trekkies, putting a bow on the project he began way back in September 2018. Um, That's a bow. A bow. Oh, he puts a bow. (laughs) Okay. A bow, yes. He put a bow on it, dude. A bow. He put a a bio-organic weapon. 2018. Yeah, but uh, so I didn't realize that that it was started back in September of 2018. That's crazy. Yeah, we actually have them in the chat. I started it like a month before the HD remaster was announced. Ah. Right. Well, it's It's come to an end. It's finally here. After all these years. I'm going to have to play it again. I actually played and finished it uh, when it was like, I don't know. It, it, uh, in the eights or the early nines you know? so we'll see but it was still playable and finishable but now it's going to be completely tied up in a bow <laughs> uh, organic weapon you've been playing too much resident evil dave yeah i know but yeah uh so the final no, update... I, thought, I thought i thought the sentence was like he took a bow like he took like he finished the project so i don't know it was a weird sentence but now i realize that i'm just dumb <laughs> <laughs> anyway we love you, Dave. Maybe you need to play Emmett now. Maybe. But yeah, so the final update really only makes a minor change, some minor changes, and uh, but you scratch some typos, adding a splash screen to tell people where the project came from. So if you download it from a website of some nature, that is a big, the one of the biggest groups. You might, you know, be mis misswayed and think they did it, but. Mm-hmm. It was all from Sega Extreme. Well, I mean, this goes for like CD Romance as well, right? You know, because you well, know they're gonna. Grab I don't want to call it names, well, but I guess I know specifically. So it wasn't really names. aimed at. It wasn't really aimed at CD <laughs> Romance because uh, Spike, the owner, of that he's like, I'm not happy that stuff's on CD Romance, but he's been very, he's been very professional and polite about it. Like if like when Knight had uh, when I think what was it was Walk and Rotor showed up on there early and it wasn't really ready to be released and people okay. were complaining in the comments. Right. Knight approached him, and he immediately the spike immediately took it down. Oh, okay. So, like, so he's, so he's he amicable bit, to. Yeah, he is. He is. He is a very nice person to approach, and he'll be prof- professional with him. He with you. He doesn't really like <laughs> cause drama or anything. He's really just like I just did this because some people can't use the patcher because they're idiots or 
like they have a Mac and they can't run it or things like that. Right. So it's like, again, I'm not, it's going to happen. I know people are going to put it out there. This is more aimed at the people who are literally trying to say like, oh, I was involved in that or, oh, that was me or here I'm selling it. And it's aimed at those people who are literally trying to do that and cause like one of the things that happened towards the end that really caused a problem was we had people telling people not to go to Sega Extreme and not get the latest patch, claiming that the patcher was malware. And right. that really just caused a crap ton of problems for us because now I'm not getting the feedback I need to debug this and make sure it's good to go. Right. Because then suddenly like the amount of people who are actually interacting with the site just plummets. And the other side of it is I'm now getting bug reports from versions that are like years old that I thought I fixed and I don't know what version they're using. They don't know what version they're using. Mm -hmm. So I then have to go and try and go through and see if I can recreate that bug to make sure it's not still happening or hasn't been reintroduced. And that just wastes time. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of why it's been stuck at 0.9.6 for over a year now, because I just hadn't been getting feedback to know, is this good? And I was getting some feedback for things like, this isn't even a bug that exists anymore, but I have to investigate it to make sure it didn't come back. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's frustrating. So, like I said, I, it's in the readme, like, it is not aimed at CD Romance at all. Like, they're in the clear as far as I, I, I'm concerned. This was more aimed at very specific people that were really just, they were stirring, they were stirring the pot and causing trouble. I still I gotcha. think the funniest one is people people claim they part of the project when they didn't have anything to do with it. Oh and yeah. You, oh yeah, and that like this yeah, isn't the only project hilarious. these people have tried that with. They tried it with Soccer Wars too. I thought yes, that was the funniest, did. and then they got called out on, and it's like, who are you? Yeah, it, was, it was me. Me and Noah basically came in and were like, "Who are you? We don't know who you are. We are the right. only two programmers <laughs> on this project, and you are not one of them." That was the funniest like, thing ever. Yeah. Really, that was hilarious. So really what's next for Trekkies? Yeah, what's, what's next? We're all uh, curious. There's, there's a couple projects I'm working on that aren't really being announced yet. Uh, one thing I have started poking around at is the tools I made for Grandia do work for Digital Museum, so I've been seeing what I can do to try and get that working. It's just Digital Museum also has a lot of information that's just, I don't know where that data is. I have been having a hard time finding it. Mm -hmm. So uh, some of the stuff like the... Uh, all those save files that are in there, I can't find where they are to change like the descriptions and that of them to put them in English. Mm -hmm. So th those are some things I've been poking around and digging into. But it is, it is, most of the tools should work that I should be able, like I already have it so all the menus are translated in a little test I did myself. Uh, the items are easy enough to extract. They're all uncompressed. Uh, the script is all still uncompressed. I'm working on making a script editor. That hopefully when I have that done, it should be usable also for the people who are... There's currently some groups of people that are modding the HD remaster that have been asking me questions. Uh, so basically it should... What's really funny is the HD remaster shares a lot of the same file formats. It's all just the PS1 files sitting in there, and that's what they're using. Right. So, I mean, if I can get it working and get it compatible with the PS1 version, that means it's also compatible with the uh, HD remaster. So if people want to go through and do like a retranslation of the HD remaster or touch up the script or do their own little edits here and there, it'll make it easier for them to do that. Cool. Uh, so that's what I'm probably going to start looking at tool-wise, see if I can get that, get the ball going on that. But there are a couple I've poked around about around with before. I posted information for Fantasy Star Collection, but it looks like no one's used that, so maybe I'll go back to that. Fair enough, but no, you did a fantastic game on it. A fantastic job on it, though. 
Well, remember, and, it wasn't just me. Uh, uh, Nanash helped a lot with that, with figuring right. out all that compression in the FMV format. Mm -hmm. so thank you very much, everybody that worked on the translation. There's, so it was a, uh, yeah. So Julie Massa helped test the test as well. Uh, got a lot of yeah, he, awesome. Yeah, he is currently the world record holder, I believe, for speedrunning Grandia. Like it, it was bonkers to watch. He got through it in he got through disc one in six or seven hours. Oh wow! Which it was it was it was bizarre to watch because it's like it was just strategic dodging as many encounters as possible. Hmm. And it was like there were certain things I was seeing him doing where it's like he would just stand in a corner and like the enemy is staring right at him, but something about the game makes it so like they don't see you, and he would just sit there and wait for them to go away, then then bolt out real quick. Oh wow! Nice. Now, there That's there crazy. were some interest there were some interesting things we found where uh, the Saturn version looks prettier, but it comes at a cost for speedrunning in that in that the data is bigger and takes longer to load in. So. Oh. Each segment added about almost a minute and a half just because of how much longer the Saturn load times were because of how much more data it's loading in. <laughs> so there was that. And then uh, he said there were also just a couple things where there were a lot of spots where it slowed down less than the PlayStation versions, but then there were one or two dungeons where it chugged really hard compared to the PlayStation version. And it was generally mm -hmm. the ones that were more VDP1 heavy would chug a lot more on Saturn. I gotcha. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting to see his input on like how different it was. But the one thing he, he kept saying, like, he just kept saying like, wow, this looks so much prettier. This looks so much prettier as he was playing it. Yeah, no, but I I'm, got a I'm, question for you. Oh, go, go ahead. Pat. I just want to say it. Shout out Rob Stadler. Five, gave us five pounds. Keep it up. Thank you very much, dude. Love you, Rob. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Uh, had a question for Trekkies as the guy who I think I would say, I, I think you got to be the dude who knows more about like video on Saturn, like video compression and, and all that through everything that you've been through. And I'm just curious, like, do you think that it's ever possible or feasible that a VCD image will be bootable via like an ODE? Or is that just like a pie in the sky? What, what, do, you, what do you mean by bootable? Like just run a video CD? Right, but not on an actual CD. Like, or thought, would it just basically be down to like having to compress? I thought it? Mode and Fenrir already could do that. I wasn't. I wasn't aware like that you could do that. Now if the you one have thing the I... MPEG card, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the... long... So okay, yeah. Mode. Oh yeah, right. With Mode, see, I haven't been able to do it because I have the Satiator. Okay, so with with Mode or Fenrir, you can actually just put a, a VCD what a, image yeah, in you or something like that. As far as I'm aware, one thing I did discover actually is. If you, you, if you actually, instead of making a video CD, just make a uh, Saturn program that uses right. the MPEG card, you can actually get a little bit more bit rate. Right. Because the, the sector layout is a, gives you a bit more uh, bytes per sector. So I was able to push the bit rate to something like, I think it was 2,500 kilobits per second for video and another like mm -hmm. 200 for audio, mm -hmm. which that's significantly higher than video CD standard, and it looked really nice. Weren't you able so, to get... Weren't you able to get like Cinepak though, to, uh, almost close enough to rival MPEG? Uh, or, uh... I mean, MPEG will still always like win out just because it's. I mean, you have hardware decompression. It's just I can get Cinepak to the point where, unless you're really sitting there pixel peeking, you're not going to really notice once it's in motion. Plus, there's mm -hmm. things we found that you can enable, like uh, VDP2 has, which if you look at the uh, competition entries I did, you'll notice this. VDP2 has a feature called, uh, I think it's called gradation, mm -hmm. and it'll basically it it can from like a setting from like zero to thirty-two, 
it'll uh, it will apply a blur to whatever is on that layer and it can do it to like every layer as long as it's the right like palette setting um so i do that and that can help smooth out some of that like pixel dancing you see in in syntax right uh and then the other one i found that helps is if you run in uh, double interlace mode, like not 704 wide, but keep it to like 320 wide, but run in double interlace, that can also kind of act as like a crude filter. Right. So you'll note you'll notice that I used both of those in the competition entry. And that's part of why they just they look so nice that you don't notice it. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Um, so so what so then how would you describe the video compression that's being used for Grandia? Then it's like weird edge case. So Grandia, like, it's in, from a technical programming standpoint, it is very like impressive what they did. But at the same time, I'm sitting there asking why, mm. because it's a, it's basically it's a custom DCT based codec, which DCT is basically MPEG or MJPEG. Right. So they're doing that, and they're encoding things that I think the resolution for the full screen one is 352 by 178 is what they're encoding at. And then they're using VDP2 to stretch it to full screen and then still running in that double interlaced mode. So it's being stretched like four times almost. Uh, like I said, it's impressive that they're able to like decode it that fast. But again, the best they're getting is 10 to 12 frames per second. Hmm. So it's just, it is choppy. Yeah. And when I look at it, I'm like, this does look nice. At the same time, I can get better with Synpack, and I know they could get better with Synpack because the Prelude disc uses Synpack. Right. And it looks better than what you see in the released game. So I'm mm-hmm. I was left scratching my head why they did this. Exactly. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Uh but at the same time, like whatever, maybe someone just wanted to be like, hey, look, we can do this. Right. Which really of like those type of codecs, it is probably the most impressive one. Like I'd say it even beats out uh, MPEG Softdeck that uh CRI pulled off. But because you're talking like per frame, right? Like like when you're just taking what it looks like a static frame, right? But not a performance wise. Uh, you mean like how it looks? How it looks if you're if you're looking at a screenshot versus like how it's how it actually performs. Well, how it performs like MPEG Softdeck on Saturn, it's only pulling off about the same frame rate. It's almost always in a tiny window. Mm, Whereas mm. this, they got it to the full width. And they're able to use VDP to trickery to get it to full screen. So it's like that is the only one I've seen that's pulling it off at those frame rates at pretty much full screen. I a lot you. of the other ones, they're running in a in a dinky window at the same low frame rate. The only one that I've seen that's even that I would say is pretty much on par or better is EA's, but EA's works on a very low color depth. Hmm. EA like the sports games, right? Where they do those uh, yes, intros. They, it's called. I think it's like. TGQ, I think, is what theirs was called, but it's basically it's a port from something they wrote for DOS games, and it's basically it's an MPEG-like codec. I gotcha. Interesting, interesting. So that's where like Saturn's just interesting. Like, there's so many different ways people came up with like just porting their own video codecs over the time. Like, right. there's uh, I think it's oh, what is it? Is it Seasware who did like Desire and all those dating sims and adventure games mm-hmm. from the PC ninety eight? Mm-hmm. They ported their PC-98 codec, and people are like, oh, this looks really good. But what mm-hmm. they don't realize is it only works and looks so good because it's very low color depth. Like, I'm pretty sure it's 4 bits per pixel, so 16 colors per frame. Like, I if, wonder you if, do, it... if you do a freeze frame, you can count the individual colors per frame. Oh, God. So I think, I think but, it's, but it's all hand-drawn cell animation, so it works. You don't notice it. Uh, 
And that's where it's one of those ones where it works for that and that only. So yeah, it looks really good. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's almost borderline just uncompressed like stuff they're streaming. But it's just it's people say like, oh why can't why can't why didn't they use this for other games? Like, well it only works for this kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, Knight was dealing with a similar issue with uh, Valkenroder, you know, where it was, it's a late release game, you know, like 98. Uh, and uh, and he's like, why the hell did they compress it like this? Like, I don't, and, and, and of course, like, nobody really knows, but we were just basically thinking, well, maybe they were like, well, we have this compressor. You might as well use it. We paid for it. Use it. <laughs> it's just like made his life a living hell, you know, trying to, trying to uh, extract and then like insert. The one, I would, the one I would really like to play with is the high-color uh, true motion encoder, and that's the one we don't have. I would really like to see just how well that can perform with the higher color depth, because all the higher color depth ones I've seen mm-hmm. are low resolution and low frame rate. So like, and Eric, didn't, uses it. Eric didn't have like any stuff on his computers or anything like that? Didn't... I, I think when we asked him, he said he's not sure he can even share what he has, because, oh, okay. it's, uh, because it, he still has like NDAs in that. Right, because the pro, the, the it got bought out, right? Like the company technically, <laughs> it's, all it's, that technology. It's now VP, it's VP9 is where it, what it evolved into. Ah, yeah, 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 okay. It's like, uh, so... I think it's Google or whatever has it now. Right, yeah, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to mess around with uh, something like Google, yeah, so. I think that I remember him saying that. Yeah. So, well, if you think about bad. it, all that code from all the Saturn stuff lives on in YouTube's algorithm somewhere. That's true. That's true. But it's so, just, uh, it, though Trekkies has been able to do amazing stuff with Cinepack that I never thought you could do. I, well, I never thought you could make so Cinepack look as good as you did. What I learned the most actually came from the 3DO's documents. Mm. So they have they have like an entire like book in 3DO's documentation for just like how to encode Cinepack well. And they had some tips in there that weren't in the Sega documents. So I'm wondering if that's why when people are like, oh, 3DO does it better. It's like they had better, they had documentation that had like tips for this. Oh, that's and the one fair. thing, the one thing that jumped out at me that I started using, it started making a huge difference is like Sega's documents say like, oh, do like keyframe every like 24 frames or every like 30 frames or something like that. Whereas 3DOs say, unless you need to actually like have like an index to jump, like to like, jump through specific points like fast forward or reverse in the video if you just want to play it from start to finish don't do that just put the keyframe as like the max number of frames and let the encoder decide it and determine mm. when it needs to make it and i started doing that and it almost immediately eliminated like you know how a lot of synpack has that pixel dancing thing going on exactly yeah it mm-hmm. pretty much eliminates that that's amazing because then like the it's up to the because then the codex basically going like because what's happening when you see that, it's just that's a new keyframe and it throws everything off and has to realign and do everything. So you're seeing like a new keyframe get inserted when you see that dancing. Well, I guess it's kind of important to have good documentation then, you know, when you're developing. Well, so I'm just wondering if it's just like no one really realized that with the encoders at the time that that like it may just be a thing that like Sega of Japan wasn't even aware of that and didn't put it in their documentation. Yeah. It seems like the stuff that started to come later is when developers started to notice that. And you see it some of the early on stuff where it's developers using the same who maybe came from 3DO. Right. So some of the stuff like I think it's Total Eclipse has really nice looking FMV on the Saturn. And I think that one might be true motion. But again, I wouldn't be surprised they use some of those tips they learned from like 3DO to be like, oh, we shouldn't really do this. We should do it this way instead. And you see it later with like Lunar Eternal Blue. It doesn't really have that pixel dancing issue either. Uh, most likely because yeah. they realized, oh, if we don't do a keyframe every other frame, then we don't have this problem. Cool. Got to do it right. 
Well, thanks for uh, thanks for that uh, explanation. I, I, that actually is uh, pretty eye opening. And and I don't, and I had insight. wondered, you know, what what Grandy was Grandy was actually doing, you know, when it came to the video and stuff. I, I will agree, it looks really good on a frame by frame, you know, uh, screenshotted. It looks really good, <laughs> uh, but you, but you're right that it is a little choppy, you know, and that uh, and and it's amazing what you've been able to do with Cinepack on the Saturn. So that's I that's really cool that you were able to figure that out. Yeah, I'd say like for for homebrew stuff, I'd say Cinepack is probably the best bang for your buck for video codecs on the Saturn, because right. it just it has a very low CPU footprint. You can get comparable quality to the PS1, and it's just if you know what you're doing, it it doesn't look bad. Right. The biggest the biggest issue is with all FMV on these systems is just managing your bit rate, and the thing that hurts it the most is it's uncompressed audio. Which if we ever get a way to actually play back the ADX version, we have. Like I've came up with some tooling where I can remux it with the ADX audio, but I have no way to actually write a program to play it. Right. Hmm. Which, if we ever get that, then that significantly helps because that can then, like, if I just do stereo 16-bit 2250 hertz, 2250 hertz, I think, mm -hmm. I end up with like I think that takes up about 88 kilobit kilobytes per second of the 300 kilobyte per second bit rate. Mm -hmm. If I do uh, ADX, I can get CD quality, like 16-bit, 44,000 uh, 44, hertz uh, stereo for half that, for 44 kilobytes per second. If I do what I'm already doing with, like, the 22050, I can get that down to, like, 20. Nice. So it's, it significantly reduces that, and that's the other reason why you see a lot of later releases suddenly get really good-looking FMVs, because they're using that ABX variant. <laughs> right. Well, uh, congratulations on uh, finally uh, finishing Grandia, having it be uh, having it be a done deal, and thank you so much for bringing this to the community. I think you know it's a it's one of those it's one of the best games on the Saturn. Honestly, it's a it's outstanding RPG, and folks should definitely experience it if they haven't. So thanks again, Trekkies. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. And uh, I think we only have one more article on the docket, right? Yep. Uh, Darkstalkers and other Capcom classics return on modern platformers. And the Capcom Finding Collection that was released actually today on uh, Switch, P PS4, Xbox, and Steam. So the collection Red dropped. Earth. Nice. Yeah. yeah, so it dropped a, dropped a 40 bucks, and it has a ton of great games for it. It has all the Darkstalkers, and it has... a. There's a ton more, so it has a has a Hyper Street Fighter 2. Why to do that? A Red Earth Cyberbots and Puzzle and Gym Fighter. So there's hmm. a lot of classic games with it. I want this. I really want this as a physical too. I hope I they release this as a physical. I don't know if they have it physically yeah. released yet or not. Like I personally, I don't usually do. <laughs> I, pretty much everything on my Switch is physical. Um, except for like Pokemon Quest, obviously, and yeah. uh, and then like I had to buy, I had to get uh, you know Virtual Racing because I just felt like okay, they're not gonna they're not gonna release that as a physical. Oh, Danthrix says it's out physically for Switch. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I need Amazon to go. I need to go. Yeah, I need to go get on that. Nice. I didn't even like, realize. See, I don't. I don't have my ear to the ground on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, um, free delivery. Uh, right here. I'll put it up on the the browser. Is that for? Is that thirty nine ninety nine? Yep, thirty nine ninety nine. Okay, that's definitely going in my shopping cart. Yep. 
I'm free delivery in stock now. Awesome. So if you guys want it, you could buy it now on there for Switch, PS4, Xbox, or Steam. Or just get and this on the is Classic the first. Steam. This is the first time that people can actually buy Red Earth, right? Like, can actually... Yeah. I mean, you could have downloaded it for years, but, like, this is the first time you can actually buy Red Earth and play it on a console. Exactly. Without, it's... you know, illegally pirating it. And it means that now each... Every uh, CPS3 game is now playable on a different platform. Nice. A different platform. So you have you have all the Street, Fight, Street Fighter 3 and all the other versions of it on mm -hmm. the uh, Capcom, the first collection they had. They had the uh, JoJo's Adventure and Bizarre Adventure on the PS1 mm -hmm. and Dreamcast. Right. And now you have Red Earth on the uh, Red Earth on the Capcom Fighting Collection. Not to mention, like, all these great Dark Stalkers games. Hyper Street Fighter. Cyberbots, which was an excellent Capcom game. We had it on Saturn, exactly. but, I mean, excellent game. And then um, Puzzle and Gem Fighter. So, so much good stuff here, like... This is I, we talked about this before, like when it was just announced, and I was just like, "Wow, yeah, this, you get so much bang for your buck here." Like when I when I see this, when I when I see like the, you know, no offense, but like the city connection stuff, where it's like you get, you know, like Galactic Attack, right? You know, via emulator. Mm -hmm. uh, um, it's not. It's like, but it's the same price, you know. It's like it's like typically the same price, or maybe it's like twenty nine ninety nine. But it's like this for forty bucks, you're getting like an arcade full of games right here you know exactly. this is so much bang for your buck you guys got to get this if you're if you're even remotely a capcom fan yeah and they so all have this all is great play they have all uh they have all great multiplayer and stuff english and japanese versions mm -hmm. <laughs> knight so, says yeah. morrigan is the only reason you need to buy this set I bet he was like a little little knight, you know, back in the arcades, you know, with his tongue hanging out, and he's like, oh. <laughs> was uh, uh, seeing uh, those screenshots of Morgan for the first time. I was all about Felicia, to be honest. Oh, Felicia was rad, yeah. No, I love Felicia, and uh, I mean, I'm a big Morgan fan too. <laughs> I usually, I usually use Morgan like on the Dark Soccer's games, if I'm being honest. She's got some good moves. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of prefer Felicia, or usually the uh, the vampire one. I forgot what his name was. Dimitri? Yeah, Dimitri. Yeah, I use him a lot. Yeah. But yeah, a uh, great collection right here. All those, all these awesome games uh, on all those consoles. And uh, yeah, uh, my only complaint now is that I really would like a JoJo collection. That's that would really be the rad. Because like, I know that uh, it was released on a bunch of consoles and it had some digital releases, but it's been taken off on a lot of places, so... Yeah. Really, the only way to play it now is, I mean, they have the JoJo collection for the the All Star Battle, but they don't have anything for the Capcom version of it, which kind of sucks. It was a there was a a Twitter account a couple days ago that did like a photoshopped Saturn game that was like Dio bowling. You know? Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, and I was and I thought it was real for a second. I'm like on my phone, like, what? How do I not know about this game? <laughs> and then I was just like, okay, that was you tricked me. And of course, like I've, as I looked at it closer, I was like, "Okay, this is obviously photoshopped." I feel like an idiot, but like I wanted it to be true. <laughs> I wanted it to be a real thing so bad, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, but uh, I'm hoping soon they'll be able to figure out the rights with that, and we'll be able to play some JoJo's Bizarre Adventure because it's yeah, got some right. good. Uh, it's got some good online community for the like on the um, I forgot the name of it, the the online the emulating the emulating online 
community for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping they'll eventually get that get that sorted out and played. But besides that, it's the last my last the one I really want is the is really that collection. But a lot of these games actually have on Mister. I know I'm kind of fluxing the Mister a bit, like mm-hmm. I always do. But the only real stuff I don't have is CPS three stuff, but that's coming soon. So yeah. So for me, it's gonna be awesome to have it on the Mister once that gets released. So I'm excited for that that prospect. Yeah. But yeah, these, it's cool they have online stuff, so now you can play all these classics online without any issue. Hey guys, can I ask a naive question from somebody who you know is stuck in you know several console generations ago? Sure, what's up? Um, so on the Switch, <laughs> all of these you know retro collections that come out, I know there's been ones where they're you know just straight up using an emulator like Cotton, and all the complaints about lag and you know accuracy, et cetera, et cetera. But with the majority of these, like you know, what we're looking at right now, are these ports, like actual true ports, or a lot of these using, like, a PlayStation? Ver- Serious question. <laughs> yeah, they, so... They, they, all, they all emulate this, the, the console, I believe. It's not like they're PS3 port. They're not like uh, PlayStation ports of those. Well... It's probably meme. Yeah, We're so... emulating the arcade boards. That makes sense, yeah. But but if it's handled well, like for example, M two does it did like Virtual Racer, right? Um, and they, it, it's really really good. Like they did a really really fantastic job. It feels exactly like the arcade, of course. Well, except you're using like dual sticks instead of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, say the steering wheel. <laughs> but uh, aside from that, so it really just depends, you know. I mean, like for example, City of Connection, they're using this Zebra SSF. It's like a version of SSF, you know, uh, mm-hmm. called Zebra, and it it. it it has pretty good performance, you know, like I would say that it, it would play most Saturn games well, especially if they were releasing like JRPGs, that, that would be the obvious choice, but they're doing like shmups. So there is like about eight, eight frames of lag. Was it like eight or 10 frames of lag? So I don't know. It, it just depends on who's handling it, you know, and who's doing the emulation, you know, but yeah, for the most part, I would say a lot of these old games are, are essentially emulation. Now, Sonic Origins, are we going to talk about that? Because, uh... Yeah, we probably should. It was my understanding that, that w- those were ports, right? Like, kind of like Sonic Jam? Yeah. Like, they were tuned versions? Using, uh, they're using the retro engine for Sonic Mania in that. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, like, um... I haven't heard a... I, I, I caught some of Emerald's stream, you know, and um, I've been hearing a lot of stuff. What do you think, Pat? <laughs> uh, I thought for the most part the collection, I've heard it's kind of disappointing because even, even, yeah. uh, even though they replaced the music for Sonic 3, apparently the composer did a really bad job remixing the, yeah. the demos, that ex- the, the betas that existed for them. Right. So I've heard a lot of complaints that uh, apparently there's a crash with the supersonic set. The supersonic uh, uh, music in the game. Yeah. Yeah, that issues. was the exact reason it crashed, but it was just funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the music isn't good. I have no but, doubt we'll be getting uh, patches <laughs> to, to, for uh, this. Yeah. There are already mods that replace the music with the original music. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, obviously it's only on for like, the PC version, right? Correct. But since right, it's basically right. using the same engine as all those previous releases, <laughs> the community is already on top of it, like ripping it apart and figuring out how to do stuff. Nice, yeah. nice. So if you're of the PC version, you're good. If you're playing on the PS4 or Switch, you're probably going to be screwed with that. So 
the other thing is uh, someone also already took the uh, new supersonic theme and rearranged it for the Genesis, so it now sounds like it should. Like, it, it sounds like it actually fits in Sonic 3. Yeah. So for folks who have, like... I'm talking Switch here primarily, but for folks who have, like, the... Nintendo Online, and they they get the expansion pack for Genesis. They're already playing like a lot of these games on the. I'm wondering like if this if there's any appeal in getting in picking this up for them, or if this is just like uh, you know. It's probably the only yeah. way they could play Sonic Three on the Switch. Yeah, Sonic Three and or CD raised. Yeah. yeah. I've heard there's but, some um, issues with CD as well. Apparently, the music's not that. Actually, did they did they do, let you switch between the music on that one? Yes, it's just it's hard to find it. Uh, right, you have so to go, you have to go into the game first and then go through the menus and find it and turn it and switch it over. So if you just jump in and play story mode or just play it from the get go, it's going to default to the U.S. music. The other thing that's kind of annoying with Sonic CD is the ending cutscenes. <laughs> they so the cutscenes seem to be like they were animated or given to Sega at 24 or 30 frames per second. But consistently through the years, they have slowed the frame rate down because it needs to be at a certain speed to match like the music for the ending, like the sound effects and everything. Mm -hmm. So it, it should be like at around like I think it's like 18 to 20 frames per second is what it should be played back at. And they didn't do that here. It's just playing at 30 frames per second. So it's just zipping by and like all the music's like completely out of sync and everything. Right. Yeah. That's not so good. That, that, that's something that needs fixed. Uh, yeah. I don't like someone... The people from what I've seen in the retro engine discord have said like they can get the files out and they can modify it, but they have no way to actually like they can encode it, but they can't they need the encryption key to get it into the game, I guess. Yeah. One thing I'm curious mm. about is that is the did they actually uh like upscale or like redo the video for that or so, is it still I don't know what source I don't know if they pulled like a really good like film source, but it actually is very high quality. So I will well, say that they, there is a 1080p and a 4K version in there. It is not cropped for widescreen. It's four. It's full four by three. That's uh, good. All the all the film grain and everything is there, invisible. Even like some like the film like dirt marks and that are all there. Mm. So it's That's like pretty good though. They got they got some really good high quality source for that. So that is nice. I will say that's yeah. nice. I know it exists because we talked about it with um. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the 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 guy that the was it Amer Eric Amarez, Doctor Eric Amarez. Yeah, yeah. We talked about because he did the encoding and they gave him the source for that. So, I assume that they have an archive of the film somewhere that they just keep ripping. So well, yeah, and also I I think uh I think Toei Animation is the one that actually did it, so it's in their archive too. Oh, that's awesome. That's even better. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say better. Toei kind of sucks, but you know. Speaking of uh music and Sonic Three. I think uh, I think Naka just let something slip online, <laughs> and he's been kind of backpedaling. Is that is am I right? <laughs> oh, was it the uh, hey? What happened to the Michael Jackson music? Oh wait, no, no there was no Michael Jackson music. Wait, 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 no. Yeah, he's like, please don't sue me. But then, but yeah. then he like, but then he like uploaded a picture of like Neverland Ranch. <laughs> like he he was like, this is it's like, it's like, the picture I took from the airplane yeah. when I went to visit Neverland it's Ranch. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, here, here's when we went to visit Michael Jackson about totally not making music for Sonic Three. It had nothing to do. It had absolutely nothing yeah, so to here's do the with the thread Sega. of it. It's like. Like Sega appears to use Mount Jackson music mean means this, and then he's kind of backpedaling. Yeah, 
I mean, I get it. Like, it's kind of scary. Like, if Tom Kalinske couldn't even talk about it. Yeah. I mean, Tom Kalinske basically told you yes. Like, he basically told you yes, but no. I, like... Yeah, he's like, so long as you use a different song, oh my god, the music for Sonic 3 has changed. He looks like if you use Michael Jackson's music. It's like, uh, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I was making a joke. I was making a joke. It's like... It's 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 like the it's like Sega's like no no we don't even hear about him, Michael Jackson and Yuji Naka's like oh yeah Sonic three he made some he made some bangers for that game. <laughs> well, I think that uh, I think we, uh, if you consider all of the sources that have recently uh, come out about that, I think I think we can finally put the lid on it, you know, and say like yeah he pretty much know what yeah. yeah exactly. It's not really a mystery anymore. At the but very it, least, it was like his team, like people yeah. who worked with him on his team, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think, you know, you can definitely hear the influences in there. And then it's like, I guess he just like wanted to distance himself from it because maybe he didn't like the way it sounded on the Genesis sound chip or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And then, and then, and then like we have the Brad Buxter interview where it's like, yeah, Mick only really worked on the critics. I did pretty much most of everything else. <laughs> So it's kind of funny right. how all this is coming out like at once. It's like all like all these people are coming out about it. it's like, yeah, MJ did this, MJ did that, MJ didn't do this, and it's like okay. But I mean, it's it's important. I know a lot of people think it's like I don't know. It's just crazy that you know this has yeah, been no, going on since 2006 since when it can, was confirmed. It's a uh, it's one of those <laughs> what do you urban legends? It's like a gaming urban legend, you know. Yeah. Finally confirmed. <laughs> but like the the thing that really just kind of made me disappointed with Origins is uh, they we I went in there expecting the Michael Jackson music to go poof, but then there's little details that they just got wrong. Like the special stage theme, it's supposed to get faster, it doesn't. Other just odd, annoying things like that. So I'm guessing they removed everything, like the credits, as the uh, Knuckles themes changed and the credits are still are different. Yeah, uh, Knuckles defaults to the Sonic and Knuckles version. Uh, the credits for Sonic 3 do not get played ever. Uh, mm. Just stuff like that, really. If it can default to a Sonic and Knuckles version, it does. Otherwise, they replace it with stuff from the prototype. Oh, that makes sense. So then they just completely removed everything MJ or Brad Buxer related, so... I mean, I get why they did it. It just kind of sucks that they had to. Shadow like, says, Yuji not gonna work here anymore. Pretty much. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, uh, I, I mean, I get why they did it, but I wonder if they're ever going to release a Definitive Edition where it's like the classic music and they get all the rights for it. Yeah, that would be that would be ideal. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I don't know if The Simpsons still have it. I think they took it down the Michael Jackson episode. I don't remember if that's on um, if that's on uh, a Disney Plus anymore. I haven't checked. I swear that's one of the things that I'm I would say I'm about jaded or you know kind of demoralized about retro gaming and game history preservation is that things always get tied up in these like old legal licensing issues you know especially with mm -hmm. especially when it comes to like brands or uh, that that appeared in the game or music or whatever you know it's like that's what that's what we get, you know, from like the RIAA and all that, you know. And now, of course, we're dealing with all these like copyright flags on YouTube and stuff like that. It's just this is these are the times that we're living in. Yeah, you can't kinda, even curse on YouTube anymore. Say what now? Can't even curse on YouTube anymore. 
Like, I see so much cursed censorship on YouTube nowadays. Oh, right, right, yeah, Like, before, yeah. everyone's dropping F-bombs and all this and that, and now, like, it just gets censored. It's like, really? Oh, yeah, like, I had to fill out a... I had to fill out, like, a survey or something like that to upload a video, you know, because they've got that... the ad... Yeah. Like, whatever, you know, it's like eligibility, ad eligibility, and it's like a... it's kind of like a 10-page survey or something. It's crazy. Yeah, you know? it's it's kind of annoying. We had the, I mean, we lot we left YouTube so we didn't have to answer the FCC, and now we have to answer mm -hmm. to an FCC. You yep. know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But no, uh, like I said, I I think it's just a bit disappointing with all the preservation stuff, and it definitely gets me down a lot because it's mm -hmm. like, uh, the game should be a shoe in, but now like you know we're losing well, more than all... ever. Yeah, it's always kind of like it's always our go to speculation when a game doesn't get released or something we're like well it must be tied up in licensing hell basically you know yeah so i doubt we're going to be getting a lot of older games in a, or a bigger marketplace so as right. sad as it is i think there's been a lot of precedent though i'm happy about with privacy mm -hmm. so at least mm -hmm. preservation you know nowadays it's at least gotten easier so at least now we're almost on par with film in terms mm -hmm. of game preservation and stuff so right where it's like we don't have to hunt down versions of it or wait 50 years for rights to be gone. We can finally preser preserve these games and stuff. And, you know, while we can't have it on a digital marketplace, we can always, you know, have a giant ROM list of them on some yeah. places. I mean, the gaming industry is is definitely past the Wild West, you know, where it was very young and <laughs> did, did not have... Uh as much as many rules you know it's just yeah. like people were making it up as they went along now we're more into like the industrial revolution yeah but hopefully eventually we'll get there and uh you know we'll i mean we're getting close to there we just need to get all the way there so yeah but anyways we should probably should wrap it up and go to the games gameplay portion yep but uh before we go i just want to shout out our patrons uh, Murder of Crows, Blue Moon 95, Cerulean, Emil Nova, Johannes Fetz, Nate Lawrence, Derek aka A Team, Game Clash, Jim Clasher Rank, King Gidra, Momphis, Normal Guy, Nutrageous, Robert Ramsey, Rowan Dished, Shadow Mask, Sinuki Trev, and Young Money Sawee. If you guys want to get shouted out, you get back us at the $10 and above level patron, and we'll shout you out. Um... Above and uh, along with that, you also get bonuses like uh, if you get twenty, if you're the VIP patron, you get uh, twenty percent off of our store. Or not twenty percent off, you get at cost what we have pay for it on our store. Mm -hmm. Uh, you get bonuses like early videos and stuff like of that nature. Uh, early pandemonium videos. So there's a lot of benefits for becoming a patron, and of course, you get your name on the magazine as well. In the uh, in the opening pages, it's like if you wanna. You want to see in the magazine? We have a. Well, I got the cool sound effects too. If it if it loads up, it's a bit, a bit slow today. But yeah, on the front page you get. To, oh well, it's just all the way at the back. I'm dumb. But yeah, like I said, it's, it's uh, right there on. You get our patrons all on here, all your names. So if you want to get shout out in the magazine, back us at any level. And of course, if you don't want to back us if you can't uh, back us at the patron level. You can also, uh. Go to our shop, our store, our Threadless store, and pick up mm -hmm. an awesome shirt. We got some great designs. Got uh, Shiro Show logo. Got the uh, Richard, D Richard, Dave, and Pat logo. 
by AM25. Thank you very much. We again. got the uh, we got the Shiro podcast. Shirt. Exactly the cool shirt Dave has right there. Looking snazzy, Dave. Check that out. Some decent price for him too. And then if you don't, and if you can't uh, can't back us, uh, back us financially, you can always go to our YouTube channel, uh, like, subscribe, comment, rate us, uh, yell at us, say we're dumb, like our video, subscribe, follow our associate channels as well, subscribe to them. It's awesome, dudes. And then check out uh, chat a bunch of other stuff. We have a lot of stuff that we can offer you, or just sit back and relax and enjoy the content. But yeah, anything yeah, really and- helps. Join our Discord. I don't know if you mentioned <laughs> yeah, that. So but join like, our Discord. Izzy, Izzy Patrick just joined our Discord. Drew Knaz just joined the Discord, and they're instrumental in making the 3D, the wireless 3D uh, work. Izzy had some questions regarding, um, and uh, they're, what is it? Their, their tag is uh, gaming in Jinkos or whatever. But anyway, they yeah. have some questions regarding uh, <laughs> just kind of want to polling the audience and, and see, you know, what folks think about like releasing. Uh, actually, I, I don't know what the precise questions are, so you should probably hit them up in our discord, but join our discord. Uh, the more folks that can join our discord, um, the better uh, we can discuss this stuff. Uh, you guys can be just as knowledgeable as we are. In fact, in some cases, you guys will probably know more than we do going into every Friday. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's where all this stuff goes down anyway, every week. It's like, uh, if you're, if you're plugged into the discord, then you pretty, you pretty much already know what we're going to be talking about on Shiro show. So that's how you can really keep your ear to the ground in terms of like what's going on in the Saturn scene. And, uh, I think I think Zayden just said, and I'm going to quote him on this, but I think Zayden mentioned that he wants to figure out a way to map or make it so that like folks are able to chat on their net links like uh, via the Planet Web browser, but like have it basically be connected to our Discord server so that folks on the Planet Web browser on their Saturns can actually have chats with people in the Discord server. Um, and he thinks that he can make that happen because uh, it's basically based on like IRC support. So it'll be interesting to see. But if he can make that happen, I think that would be really awesome. But yeah, like I said, if you guys want to check out our, our Discord, go to our webpage, go to our social and Discord, and I'll link you right there. So you can join in on us, the uh, conversation. You can also check out our Facebook page, our group, or Twitter, and you could comment about us or like or subscribe and follow us on there. And you get all of the updates, all the cool information. And yeah, definitely check us out. Cool. Alrighty, so we're, next we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on to the gameplay stream. We're gonna play some Emmet, learn some Japanese. Hopefully that goes well. Probably, you know, probably not. I'm, I'm bad at Japanese, but we'll hope and, hope and I'll learn, learn good, learn well. Oh, Maybe. oh, you know what? Bring up the browser. Bring up the browser one more time, Pat. Real quick. Bring up the browser. What? What's up? Bring, bring up our website. Yep. Uh, can you go up to the top? Go to the tops and then click the little menu thingy. Yep. And now there's a new page on our website called Netlink. And oh, if yeah. folks click on that, I forgot to bring that up during the show, but um, if folks click on that, um, they have a guide to getting their Saturns online. And it's more of a static guide. So rather than art writing an art, rather than like writing an article that just gets buried, um, this will be a static page that we'll be able to add information to as it comes. And folks can um, 
it's and I made it I tried to make it as simple as I possibly could to show folks like how well I did a little bit of prefacing obviously I did I added like a preface section to kind of talk, talk about netlink and stuff like that but if you scroll down really quick like you scroll down to uh, um, the part where it basically like shows you how to get how it worked back in 96 and then like how folks can get it uh, set up on their end today using the tunneling method. So I broke it down into easy steps, like here's everything you need, here's what you need to do with it, and uh, hopefully this makes more sense than that overly excited article that I wrote on the tunneling solution before, you know, because a lot of people, like even, even uh, you know, Zenos was like, okay, so what exactly do I need? Like what, it looks like, it, it can look a little daunting, you know, when it comes to like everything that is involved and everything like that. So anyway, just wanted folks to know that that does exist now on our website. Keep checking back. I'm going to add information to it. But yeah, we're going to get on over to the, to Pat. Pat's going to roll credits and we'll get on over to the stream. And then I got a yep. jet. <laughs> and remember, if you guys want to get a net, get a net link, uh, get a, get the get a, a, either the Dreamcast Live Adapter or a USB modem, and show you want to get on it, and we'll send you a net link for free. Up uh, to good. shipping depends. So yeah, let us know in the comments. Let us know and put it on our Discord or add us to Twitter. You know, like, hey, I got a like modem. Can I get a a modem for the Saturn and all you need is a phone cable and with that modem you'll be able to connect online and play us get online and I'll kick your butt I'll be I'm like the was it the the Limp Bizkit one it's like if you're getting your ass kicked online it's probably by me so yeah be nice. like that but yeah if you have a like I said if you have a USB modem take a picture of it send it to us and you might and we'll send you a net link sounds like a good deal to me right yep Sounds like a plan. Already then. <laughs> so then, in that case, uh, thanks for watching, guys. Remember, you must play Sega Saturn. You must play Sega Saturn. Peace. Peace.